the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our national nightmare may be over. That's right. CNN is reporting that the Mueller investigation could very well be over next week. Uh, That would mean that he'd have to reveal to the Justice Department and Congress what he found. And then it'll be determined after that. that Apparently, he doesn't have to make any of it public. That's up to Congress and the Justice Department after they see it, whether or not to uh, make it public. But that'll be determined. uh, Then it will determine how much of it should be made public after they've seen it. James Clapper, the former director of national intelligence, who I believe has been caught lying to Congress himself, is saying that he wouldn't be surprised uh, if there were no conclusions made about uh, President Trump's uh, collusion with Russia, uh, which means the best thing about the investigation being over is that the investigation will be over. That's the best part about it. Uh, we won't have to hear about it anymore. Imagine being able to go like an entire week without hearing anything about the Mueller investigation. Well, it's been two years, and it has been a nightmare. Uh, we can only hope. Meanwhile, on to some stupidity. I saw it last night on Fox. Uh, the show was The Story with Martha McCallum, who, by the way, does a really good job. Um, the, you've seen the picture the iconic picture from World War II. It's actually the end of World War II. It was on VJ Day in 1945. And a sailor in his sailor's uniform in Times Square is seen kissing a nurse. She's He's bending her over and giving her a big, fat kiss. And it uh, it's been an iconic picture. That's what iconic pictures do. They stay around for a long time and they become iconic. But... Um, it was George Mendonca, Mendonca, M-E-N-D-O-N-S-A, Mendonca, I think it is, and Greta Zimmer was her name back, uh, Greta, yeah, Greta Zimmer Friedman is her name. She died two years ago, and it was in Times Square in 1945. It's a great picture. Um, the backstory is that he had had a few drinks, and um, the word came down that the Japanese had surrendered and the war was over. So he goes out and he grabs... His fiance was with him, by the way. He grabs this nurse and gives her a big kiss. And uh, later they say that that the reason for the kiss was that he was just celebrating, and he grabbed the nurse because he figured she was an army, a uh, 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 military nurse who had helped uh, take care of the wounded, and he knew that he wasn't going to have to go back. He, I guess, he was home on leave and didn't know whether he's going to go back into the war. Uh, but he just found out that he's finished, done, no more war. So he grabs this nurse, gives her a big kiss, and uh, somebody got somebody took the picture. And uh, the sailor, George Mendonca, died a couple of days ago. So then in Sarasota, Florida, somebody vandalized this statue they have down there, a memorial to this kiss. I mean, that's how big of a deal the kiss is. I'm sure you've seen the picture. Somebody painted um, hashtag Me Too in red paint on this white statue um, because, of course, this someone, some miserable human being decided that this was a sign of sexual assault, this this uh, kiss that George uh, laid on Greta back in 1945. It was a sexual assault. He was a sexual predator. Um, and so... The, the, the cops say now that they're looking for him. They're asking for people to call anybody with uh, with um, information on it. And so Martha McCallum last night had a woman on to talk about it. And she, she, she talked about, uh, I forget her name, but she talked about the fact that uh, she had seen on her Twitter feed that people were calling George a sexual predator and saying that this was a, a problem of toxic masculinity and and that uh, this guy was a sexual predator and blah 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 so there's a discussion going on and now we, we come to dr jocelyn lair she was on to talk about 
just to get her reaction to the um, the reaction to the to the picture, the fact that people are referring to this as sexual assault. And um, she said she didn't agree with the vandalizing of the statue, but uh, she was asked to talk about whether there was some reason for this. Because this will be another statue, by the way. If enough people complain about it, they'll take it down. They'll say it, 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 it represents sexual assault and it'll be gone. But right now it's not. Nobody's saying that yet, but just wait. But anyway, Dr. Jocelyn Lair, I want to give you – I have it here, her, her credentials – She's the Senior Research Associate for Global Reproductive Health and Lee Institute for Health Policy Studies at the University of California's San Francisco. And this is what her work uh, focuses on, the prevention of gender-based violence, which is GVB. That's an abbreviation I wasn't aware of, but gender-based violence. Uh, and I, um, I had a question when I saw that. How do you determine the gender? We don't know what a gender is anymore. So, how, I mean, if there's violence, do you uh, what, what? Which there's like 76 genders now. How? Which genders are allowed to, uh, um, um, you know, have 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 an interaction with what other gender? And when is it wrong? And I don't know. There's so many genders. How, I don't know. It must be a very confusing job for her. But it's called. Um, the Prevention of Gender-Based Violence. Her research has been published in journals, and including this journal, Men and Masculinities. That's the name of the um, the journal, Men and Masculinities. That's the first for me. I don't know what, I mean, I know what a masculine, I know what masculine is, I think, I used to. Um, what, but what are masculinities? And um, what is a journal that's called Men and and is there is there? A, I'd have to ask her this if I could get Doctor Lair on. Is there a women and femininities journal out there? I don't know. But what are masculinities anyway? Here's what this uh, doc, this learned Doctor Lair had to say last night on uh, Martha McCallum's show on uh, Fox about this picture and the vandalizing of the statue. I think that. Um it is a it's an assault that happened right i think i do agree that context it's it's helpful to understand and to look at the broader context of something but if we're going to get to the nuts and bolts of how you would define it legally it, it was a non-consensual kiss she acknowledged it he acknowledged it as well you know but would i personally go so far as to call him a sexual predator and to use this kind of inflammatory language you know what but he you did just was called a it crime. an assault and yeah. neither one of them said it was an assault. She said she understood why he wanted to grab her and kiss her. It's a, it's a kiss. His fiance was nearby. They had just run out of a show at Radio City Music Hall when they heard the news, went running into Times Square to be with all the other people who were starting to get this incredible news that the country yeah. was free from war. And he saw someone who looked like a war nurse and mm-hmm. wanted to celebrate with her and grabbed her and gave her a kiss. Yeah, I mean, I think that that if she she were alive today, it would be really helpful to talk with her more, right? But what I read of her quote is where she also said that, you know, she didn't know him, this guy, person just came and grabbed her and kissed her, that he was... But she she never says in the entire interview that that upset her, that she was bothered by it. She says it was just a moment. It wasn't about romance. It was about what was happening in the country. Yeah, I I think it would be... She's no longer here to speak further, right? But I think that, so I think it's hard she to come to She spoke in pretty great detail about the event when she was alive. Uh, yeah, so, sure. So in my opinion, based on what I read of her quotes, where she said she didn't know him, he came and grabbed her, um, it wasn't romantic, you know, to me it doesn't sound like she was looking but for But you're that. leaving out, you're, you're you know. parsing her words and you're leaving out mm-hmm. the part where she says he grabbed someone who was dressed like a nurse because he was very grateful to the nurses who took care of the wounded. Yeah, so that's what uh, the learned Dr. Lair had to say about it. And she's uh, she's on a college campus somewhere. Uh, she's a doctor and I, I told you what her credentials are. Uh, and I don't know, it doesn't say that she's actually teaching classes, but uh, if you send your daughter to San Francisco, uh, California University at San Francisco, University of California at San Francisco, I guess it is, if you send your daughter there, she's going to be taught by Dr. Lair. So, uh, you know, for 72000 bucks a year or whatever they charge out there for out of state. Um, and so this person is so miserable that she can't just 
let it go. It's just okay. It was a moment. You know, all it was was the 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 exact moment when people found out that a war that had gone on for five years and killed millions of people, including tons of Americans, just like the guy who was in the picture giving the kiss, it finally was over, and it was a spontaneous, crazy thing that he did. He had a couple of drinks, who knows, and she thinks that she'd like to talk to this woman, the nurse, Greta, uh, and she, I, I, she said... I'd like to talk to her now. I can't. What You know what Dr. Lair would like to do? She'd like to talk her into saying that she was sexually assaulted is what she wants to do. You know, you realize that, that what that man did was something to do with his masculinities and that you should be very upset about it and it's terrible and how could you put up with that? So that's where we are. Now, when I was a kid, uh, Canavan High School, which still exists now, it's a good Catholic high school out in um, uh, Green Tree area there, Carnegie, um, Canavan High School used to be a – it's co-ed now, but it used to be co-ed, but it was – I don't know how, what you would call it, but the the boys were on one side of the school, the girls were on the other, and they never had classes together. And I don't know if they ever mingled at lunchtime, but it was an interesting situation. There was a – boys and girls went there, but they were all girls in class, all boys in class. And I'm thinking that maybe we should – maybe that's what the country should do. Like the entire country should be – Whatever that's called. It's not co-ed. I forget what they called it, but separate education, I guess. Um, just it's, 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 it's not possible for men and women to get along anymore. And men are terrible. They're evil. And uh, women are helpless. And um, I think it would just be a lot easier if we elected, I don't know, Kamala Harris president. And she uh, decided which states men would live in and which states women would live in. And just forget it. Just forget the whole thing. Just be done with it. Uh, and this was this, this whole thing about men and women. We can figure out ways to procreate, but just no more mingling. Just uh, you know, maybe you make a maybe you, you make a, an appointment to procreate, and you get it, you take care of it, and then you're done, and then you go live. You know, the women go one place, and men go another. I, th- I think it's a good idea. Maybe uh, Bernie Sanders ought to look into it. Anyway, uh, we're gonna uh, have some more stupidity for you coming up here in a minute. Um, it's a little sports for you, and a lot of stupidity uh, about um, sports when we come back. Not quite as dumb as Doctor Lair because she's really, really dumb. You own a local business or any business, and your national competition has a backroom of digital marketing minions who are eating your lunch. But you can beat them with our digital marketing experts. We're Salem Surround. We can surround potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We make every digital dollar count towards sales success. We won't waste your money. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers from everywhere. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Do you know where your mattress came from? If your mattress is from the original mattress factory, you can rest easy knowing that your mattress was hand-built right here in Pittsburgh. And every original mattress factory mattress features American-made materials. From our supportive inner springs to cotton padding to our shock-absorbing box springs. You can even stop by our factory to take a tour and see our team make your mattress. Can the other guys say that? That is the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit us at OriginalMattress.com. If this were just any door, and this were just any ignition, connected to just any transmission, in just any vehicle, then perhaps it would be okay to buy it from just anyone. But this is not just any car. It's a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Every detail has been inspected and road tested by highly skilled Mercedes-Benz technicians. And it's all backed by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to five years. Which makes the decision of where to buy one simple. Your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. The certified pre-owned sales event going on now through February 28th. Come in today and we'll help cover your first month's payment. Offer available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. Because in the end... It's absolute confidence in genuine Mercedes-Benz parts, or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned, or it isn't. 
See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first month's payment and certified pre-owned warranties. Here's the truth, America. Hugh Hewitt for PatriotMobile.com. Your cell phone company is probably funding anti-Second Amendment groups. Patriot Mobile, which is America's only conservative cell phone company, does the opposite. If you are fed up with disgusting policies like New York's new late-term abortion law or Mayor Bloomberg's gun control seizure plans, make the simple switch to Patriot Mobile. Join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile. Get reliable nationwide coverage. Watch your hard-earned dollars fight for the First and Second Amendment rights, border security, and the sanctity of life. Veteran-led Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every bill to conservative causes like the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, and the Susan B. Anthony List. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy, and their unlimited talk and text plans start as low as $20 a month. Need more motivation? Mention Hugh, that's me, H-U-G-H, when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash Hugh to get up to two activation fees waived. Enough is enough. Join the fight today. 1-800-A-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh. Are you hiding an addiction problem? You don't know where to go or who to talk to? We understand. Call Narconon for a free and confidential consultation. You don't have to go it alone. Call Narconon, 877-413-3073. That's 877-413-3073. Or drugs know. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. You know, this uh, award-winning radio program is available on Twitter live. We are on Twitter right now, at Steigerwald. And I got a response here from uh, Ethan Casey, a really smart guy who's an author um, and follows me on Twitter, a guy I know and uh, a good guy. And he uh, he responded to my last segment. He said, I like that men and women in separate states idea with appointments for procreation. See, I just kind of babbled my way into that, and I, I kind of like the idea. The more I think about it, just to think about how uh, just women live, and, and uh, I don't know, it would be interesting. We could have a discussion on uh, which states should uh, men get and which states should women get? Like, I'd, I'd want – I don't care about Florida. The women can have that. I'd, I'd rather have, like, Montana or Wyoming than, than Florida. You can have Florida. I like snow. I like winter. But anyway, um, you can you can uh, call today if you'd like. Uh, uh, we have a couple of minutes here. It's um, 844-392-1250. And, and, by the, and just remember, you uh, – what I, uh, I never get the number. It's it's three zero two twelve fifty. That's a hard thing for me. Um, phone numbers. So anyway, um, I wrote a book a few years ago called "Just Watch the Game," and it was uh, actually very successful. One of the most successful local sports books in Pittsburgh history. And you can find it at Amazon uh, if you're interested. And the proceeds go to a very good cause. Me. I get all the money. So if you want to buy one, you know, go right ahead and do it. Um, but I, just where the title comes from, and, and there's a reason that I'm telling you this story. And if you've read my book, you know this. And there are uh, literally thousands of people out there who have read my book. So uh, it's a chance that I'm telling you something you already know. But if just in case, um, the, the title came from when I would go to – my dad would take me to pirate games, and I would be – you know, I was like seven or eight years old, and I was there to watch the game. I knew that. But my dad would see me maybe spending a little bit too much time paying attention to the popcorn vendor. I was a big popcorn guy. Uh, or, you know, one of the vendors. And I would be turning around watching him as the game was going on, you know, watching the guy go up the aisle as, as the game was going on. And um, my dad would nudge me, little nudge, nothing violent. Um, he would nudge me and say, and, and he would nod his head toward the field. He'd say, just watch the game. Just watch the game. So that's kind of where I come from when it's uh, about sports. Um, the game was always enough for me. I was just thrilled to be at the game. I don't need a mascot. I, I, you know, I don't need pierogi races. I don't need fireworks after the game. Seeing Roberto Clemente play in right field was good enough for me. 
Um, and I and there were times in 1970s, uh, my friends and I went to 50 or 60 games a year. If they would have made an announcement that there was no longer any food being served at the games, and all they would have would be water fountains, we it wouldn't have affected the number of games we went to by one. We would have gone to all of them. So anyway, uh, this this takes me to what's happening down in Carolina with the Carolina Hurricanes. Something called the Storm Surge. They have different celebrations after wins now. Instead of just winning in game, you know, introducing the three stars, which is a nice hockey um, celebration. They uh, they now have these uh, choreographed celebrations, uh, including like looking make, making it look like a guy hit a using this the hockey stick as a bat, hitting a walk off home run. Um, limbo and my favorite duck duck goose that's what they actually played the, the adults men hockey players playing duck duck goose on the ice and we're supposed to believe that that's wonderful and it's fun and don't make fun of it well don cherry and ron mclean on hockey night in canada talked about it and don cherry wasn't too thrilled with it carolina hurricanes are like uh, for oh. me in the military, we have traditions. We have, you know, like the New Zealand All Blacks, you know, the rugby team. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 yeah, yeah. So why are you mad at All right, Carolina? now listen, let, let's listen. This is the National Hockey League. Brenda Moore is a good coach. He play, these guys, to me, are jerks. You have to do this in the National. They're still not drawn. This is to me, and I'll tell you one thing, they better not do this in the playoff. What I don't understand is Brenda Moore is a street shooter. He always was. This is a joke. The, the rest of the guys, young men expressing themselves for joy of winning. You don't do this thing in the net. It's professional hockey. You, one of these guys are jerks or something. And I'll tell you one thing. They do this in the playoffs, making fun of the other team. But They're nobody's out team. on the ice. The game's over. I admit, I always liked your uh, theory of when you celebrate when you win only. Uh, that's why you liked Muhammad Ali, whereas uh, Sugar yeah, Leonard did the before. Shuffle. Now, you don't, if you want to do it, do it before. But right. that, that is absolutely ridiculous. I know the rest of the people. I know all the broadcasters and everything are afraid to say something like that. They're jerks well, doing it. I like it. I know you. <laughs> you luck and I, the weatherman. You know what I mean. I know what I'm talking about. You never do anything like that. They're still not drawn. They're a bunch of jerks, as far as I'm concerned. Imagine Justin Williams doing stuff like that. Uh, Ridiculous. Seems a little odd. I got to give you that. Oh. Now, uh, as Don was, <laughs> as Don was uh, screaming about that, he was wearing a sport coat with dragons on it. He's uh, he's known for sport coats, so he's not exactly a conventional guy, and he has, you know he's kind of a he's got his own gimmicks going on. But um, and, and most of the media, of course, uh, made fun of Don Cherry because he's old. He's 85 years old. He's also a Canadian institution. But uh, the media made fun of him a lot. Uh, and, and then down in Carolina, they actually have shirts made that said, uh, says Bunch of Jerks on it with the Carolina uh, Hurricanes logo. Um, it actually uh, it, it makes me want to puke, actually, uh, the whole idea of, of – Doing this after a game, and I, you know, I'm I'm trying to picture Gordy Howe coming out in you know 1957, and uh, after he elbowed six different people, knocked a few teeth out, and uh, somebody somebody put it better uh, to put it a better way, um, someone coming up to Gordy and saying, "Listen, Gordy, we have an idea. We'd like after the game tonight, after the game with the Blackhawks, we'd like you. Uh, let's play a little game of duck duck goose." You know that you know what the guy would have to do. He'd have to go to the dentist because Gordy Howe and I know I'm old, but uh, Gordy Howe would have hit him with the butt end of the stick and knocked about six teeth out, and that's uh, exactly what would have happened to the guy. And I would have been happy with that. Um, I would actually prefer to duck duck goose a a, um, a reenactment of a '70s hockey brawl with like both where the visiting team sees them out there doing duck duck goose. And comes roaring out of the tunnel, and you have a brawl with gloves and sticks all over the ice, and people bleeding, and the cops have to come and break it up. I would rather see that than duck, duck, goose. I don't know. That's me. Because for me, it's, you know, about the game. And, you know, does that, I don't know. I'm sorry if, if that makes me a bad person, but please. Let's don't let this spread anywhere else. Leave it in Carolina. No more duck, duck, goose. We'll be right, right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The stormy winter weather covers more than half the country. More from correspondent Ed Donahue. 
Snow forced Minneapolis and St. Paul schools and other schools in Minnesota and Wisconsin to cancel classes. The most flight cancellations because of the snow are at airports in Washington, D.C. Sean McCarty from Kansas City looked out at the snow at Reagan National Airport and wondered why. We certainly wouldn't shut down like this in Kansas City. It would still be business as usual, but... Um yeah, it's interesting to see how different cities handle things. Canadian tourist Riley Maxwell feels the D.C. snow is just the right amount. All the pictures kind of show in the summertime, so I think it's really nice just to see all the white powdery snow everywhere. The snowfall here resulted in a day off for government workers. Ed Donahue, Washington. After an up-and-down session, stocks finish higher today. The Dow gained 63 points, the Nasdaq up 2. For more details, srnnews.com. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Are you an unhappy timeshare owner? Getting out of your timeshare is probably at the top of your to-do list. Hi, I'm Karen, owner of Lone Star Transfer. Now that the annual maintenance fees are coming due, you probably wish you had a way to get out of that burdensome and expensive timeshare. Thankfully, we can help. Our process is done legally, ethically, and quickly. Call today for a no-obligation consultation at 833-594-0077 or visit us online at LoneStarTransfer.com. Mike Gallagher doesn't understand where the Democrats are coming from. This group of angry, scowling Democrats who wouldn't even clap when the president recited the historic low unemployment for black and Hispanic Americans. They didn't clap for that. Why not? How could you not clap for that? The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. Pension reform at long last is being phased in for newly hired state workers and public school teachers in Pennsylvania. All the new plans contain a defined contribution aspect to them. But it'll be decades before the health of these pension plans is restored. Still, many taxpayers could see their taxes rise before relief comes. Learn more about these reforms, what might still be ahead, and other topics at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy thinking has been challenged since 1995. Life's got enough to worry about without worrying about taxes. But you're not worried. You've got William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people. For over 20 years, Bill and his staff have taken the stress out of tax preparation for businesses and individuals alike. With all the new tax law changes this year, he'll help untangle them for less than the big national chains with work that's guaranteed. Visit SteelCityCPA.com. William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people like you at SteelCityCPA.com. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experience business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. How does Trinity Christian School's classical approach prepare students for college? With SAT scores more than 200 points above the national average and a solid biblical understanding of all subjects, all for an exceptional value compared to other private schools? Find out at their campus-wide all-grade showcase February 21st at 7 p.m. Hear from the headmaster, teachers, students, and parents of one of the top 10 K-12 schools in Allegheny County, Trinity Christian School, 412-242-8886. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Be careful with some slippery conditions on the highways. We are above freezing, but could see kind of a mess. Now, we do have a disabled vehicle on the inbound Parkway East. This is approaching the Fort Pitt Bridge, so use some caution there. Outbound, a little heavy Greenfield Bridge overpass to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Now, Troy Hill still got Rialto Street shut down because of ice right near 28. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Cloudy and damp tonight with some rain or drizzle off and on. Temperatures holding steady this evening, then slowly rising later tonight within a couple degrees of 40. Tomorrow, rather cloudy and breezy. High 43. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, the low 27. Then for Friday, we'll have sunshine and some patchy clouds with a high of 42 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. Elizabeth Warren and sooner or later every Democrat running for president will be promising free preschool and child care if they're elected. And like everything else that's going to be free, it's not going to be free. And it's probably either not going to do any good or maybe make things worse. Lindsay Burke is the director at the Center for Education at the Heritage Foundation. She probably forgot more about the subject than Elizabeth Warren knows. And she joins us now. Lindsay, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I'm thinking that you must be a really mean person because uh, you're apparently <laughs> against uh, government-funded early education and child care. What could yeah, possibly apparently. be wrong with that? <laughs> well, you know, there are a lot of problems. And, you know, unfortunately, it is definitely the case that many families do find that the price of daycare is just so expensive right now. But unfortunately, the proposal that we've just seen Senator Elizabeth Warren put forward really wouldn't do anything to address prices and costs and could actually end up exacerbating those costs long term and potentially even limiting choices for families. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's never as almost never uh, what the government promises that you should always be expecting, I guess, to be disappointed with the promises they make. But what would Elizabeth Warren do to provide this free education and care? What's she proposing? Well, the plan that she's put forward, it's a universal child care and early learning uh, plan, a universal uh, daycare and pre-K plan. And what it would do ostensibly is provide either free or highly subsidized access to care to uh, children across the country from birth through age five. And of course, the way that this would be financed is through what she calls a wealth tax. Because we already know, of course, that this proposal will cost at a minimum right now about $700 billion over 10 years. So it already has just an astronomical price tag. And of course, with any large government program, the price is probably not going to go down. You know, when you get to the point where you're spending that kind of money, sometimes I like to do the math, and if it's $70 billion a year, um, right. you know, you could almost just send a check to everybody who has kids and sell them to use it to pay for their for their for their uh, you know daycare. Uh, everybody yeah. be able to just you know have a, have a, the cash to hand to the person who's taking care of their kids because so much of the money in any program like that is spent on the bureaucracy and the and just the setup and all everything that goes into um, making it possible. So there's there's just built in waste in those kind of programs anyway, isn't there? Yeah, that, that's right. And her plan really does preference a type of licensed center-based care that mm-hmm. uh, many families might not even prioritize for their own children. And what will happen, I think it's really an open question, but for the existing options that don't want to, to quote, partner with the federal government on this plan, do they end up getting basically priced out of the market because it will be difficult for them to compete with something that is sort of free at the point of delivery. And so what the proposal is going to do ultimately is really create a government monopoly on child care. If it is available to everyone as currently proposed, then only the extremely wealthy will use anything other than the government system, meaning it's really not a partnership with private organizations. It's really a partnership with government-run organizations at that point. It's kind of like health care, um, where you okay. you, know, when you you give people... It for uh, quote unquote free, but you also limit their choices, and you create a monopoly. Uh, so, for people who are doing a good job of providing this service um, in the in the private sector, are going to be snuffed out. Yeah, that, that's likely. And the other thing that's going to snuff them out is the ever increasing regulations that will no doubt become associated with this program. There will be licensing requirements, mm-hmm. and then already in her proposal. She has said that these uh, daycare um, employees will have to be paid comparable to public school teachers. 
And that will greatly increase prices across the board. So there are already regulations that are being layered on. And we know that these regulations don't end up serving families well, that they don't lead down the road to high-quality options that end up creating long-term sustained benefits for participants. And there is a growing body of research that suggests that. And if it's federal employees, then it's inevitable that they will be in a union. So you'll have... Well, that, that, that's a very good point. I mean, right now her proposal says that it, it will be a partnership between the federal government and either public or private or even home-based centers. So those mm-hmm. centers that agree, again, to the partnership. What that ultimately means for the employment status of those workers is a really good question. Yeah, and so you'll have a, a union that says that... Um, the person is only a lot, uh, can only be made to change uh, two diapers per day, and after that, you're on right. your own. Or, right. Well, already in these public programs, we see requirements, regulations for really low child-to-adult ratios, and that's something that has just driven up costs uh, really to exorbitant levels. If you look in the D.C. area, for example, where we have a child care sector that is heavily regulated, the costs are ranging between eighteen and $20,000 per year. So, I mean, it really just is astronomical, but so much of it comes back to the fact that government has such a heavy hand in regulating these options. If we want to drive down the cost of child care for families, we should start by reducing some of that regulatory burden. And you point out in your piece, and um, we're talking to Lindsay Burke, she's the director of the Center for Education at the Heritage Foundation. You point out in your piece that Head Start has been around for a while, uh, and it hasn't exactly been a rousing success, Only, uh, even though um, Democrats seem to like to brag about it. Well, and in fact, in the Warren plan, she actually says that she will build on, quote, successful programs like Head Start. I mean, it's a really just curious comparison, considering the track record of that program. I mean, Head Start, it's been around since 1965, and it's one of the uh, early education and child care programs where researchers actually have rigorously evaluated the impact of the program. And in fact, it was the Federal Department of Health and Human Services, which manages Head Start, that has conducted these rigorous evaluations. And they found they did, had 5,000 children go through this evaluation in Head Start that Head Start had no impact on the parenting preferences, practices of children, children's cognitive, social, emotional, or health outcomes. And on a few measures, Head Start actually had harmful effects on participating children. And so I, I think that this large-scale proposal that we're now seeing put forward is much more likely to mirror the impacts of Head Start than, than folks might think it will. And we've spent $200 billion on Head Start since it, it began in 1965, just an astronomical amount of money. Now, I'm old, uh, but I, I look back to when, when I was a kid, and I know this was a long time ago, but uh, I, I'm a baby boomer. So every one of my friends had multiple siblings. I mean, my best friend had uh, – one of my best friends had five siblings. My other best uh, friend that lived a street or two away had uh, four siblings. I was one of five, and uh, nobody ever heard of daycare at that point, and nobody heard of nursery school or preschool, and everybody's mother was at home. That's why. And I lived in a neighborhood that had nothing but – almost nothing but one-car garages, um, and so the mothers stayed home. At some point, that changed. Um, and so the assumption is that women just don't want to do that anymore. Is that true? Well, I think that, that that's an assumption that this proposal makes, is that um, women in particular would prefer to enroll their child in a, a daycare center than to stay at home. And the data that we have, at least from uh, places like the Pew Research Center, suggests that that might not always be the case. Um, Pew actually does study this exact question, and they ask mothers what their ideal working scenario would be, and Pew found that two-thirds of moms want to work part-time or stay at home, uh, not work full-time. So among moms who currently work full-time, over half would rather be working part-time or not at all. So you really ask an important question, does this plan actually bump up against the actual preferences of mothers? And the evidence suggests that for a lot of families, that might be true. And, you're, and it, uh, I think in today's um, culture, 
uh, and political correctness, you're not allowed to make that assumption that a woman would rather um, be home with her kids than out being a, a lawyer or a, a doctor or a, or whatever, a waitress, whatever it would be. Well, well, women will certainly uh, tell the foundations that survey them that that is their preference, at least for many of them, that their preference is to find a work-life balance that works for them as mothers. And, you know, I think this proposal really does just assume that everybody wants to just enter the workforce and do that full-time and not stay at home. And there's value, and I think, um, you know, there are a lot of families out there who would prefer to have some parent at home, particularly when their children are, are at their youngest, youngest years. We're talking to Lindsay Burke. She's the director of Center for Education at the Heritage Foundation. Um, is, this, is this one of those... Um, things that that is it looks very attractive to people and uh, otherwise people like elizabeth warren and i'm sure there'll be others who are jumping on the bandwagon wouldn't be trying to sell this 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 seems to be something that that may get votes for people even though there's proof that it doesn't work all that well just because it sounds good you know it does i think uh, at first blush to some folks sound good because people really do feel the pinch when it comes to paying for child care for their children. It is expensive in most areas. I don't think anyone would deny that at all. The question is just whether or not, A, this is appropriate, and B, it will actually lower costs long-term and enable families to really do what they want to do when it comes to their children's earliest earliest years. And from everything that we've seen from state-based pre-K programs and from federal daycare programs, uh, the answer is probably not that it will go in the opposite direction and likely increase costs and lower options and quality for families. And so I think once it uh, sort of moves forward as a more formal proposal, people will start to, to pick up on those details and we'll have a, a good, robust debate about its efficacy down the road. And uh, you also suggest that this uh, will help the middle class and upper income families actually more than it'll help the poor, which is the song that will be sung by the Democrats uh, in this campaign will be because they're always looking out for the poor, but it's not going to help them as much. Yeah, that's right. I mean, low-income families already have access to the Head Start program. And honestly, that's where I would start. If we want to try to actually reform some of these options in a way that actually meets the needs of families, let's reform the federal Head Start program so that it does work for poor kids. But this proposal doesn't do that. It just doubles down on federal spending and expands the subsidy to middle and upper income families who are already paying for it on their own. You know, uh, and it occurs to me, this is not necessarily directly on the subject here, but um, what well, the thing that's changed that I've seen in, in my life is that I told you that I have, you know, growing up I had friends who, most of my friends, I mean, I went to a Catholic high school. I went to Catholic grade schools. Everybody had a bunch of kids. I knew I knew families with 10, 12 kids. Um, but I also knew, and I lived in a middle-class neighborhood, and I had friends in high school who lived in a site slightly lower than that. But at that, back then, um, the mother decided to, was willing to stay home. And they only had one car, and they lived in a slightly... Um, uh, I don't know, maybe less less uh, affluent neighborhood than I did. But if the woman would have made the choice to go to work, uh, she could have moved a mile away to a much better neighborhood and gotten another car. But the choice was made back then to live in a lesser neighborhood and only have one car because you wanted to stay home. I don't think that happens as much now. I, I don't think I don't yeah. think families are are willing to 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 do that. Yeah, I mean, there are always trade-offs. So I think at least as public policy is concerned, we have to think about the way in which policy can really facilitate having as many options available as possible for families to, for the family to be able to make the determination as to whether or not they want a parent to stay home or have both parents go into the workforce. But as we grow government programs, particularly at the federal level, you really start to squeeze out options. You start to to crowd out the private provision of care. You start to crowd out family provision of care. I mean, many families turn to their extended family members for child care services early on in particular. And so we really do start to see, you know, the old adage is government expands, liberty contracts. I think that was Reagan. Right. You know, this is exactly what we see in the pre-K space as well, that the more you have government, particularly the federal government, involved in the provision of child care, 
the less, the fewer options that you will have available, and you'll have less and less choices on balance. And also, uh, when you're dealing with a federal program, uh, what you're doing, in effect, is, uh, if you take it back to where, when I was a kid, uh, Mrs. So-and-so is going to say, well, you know what, I'm, I'm kinda, I don't want to stay home with my kids. I'm going to let you pay for it, and I'm going to go get a job. That's what happens with a federal program. I'm going to let somebody else pay to take care of my kids because I'm going to make the choice to go out and work so I can have a second car. Well, and, and I think that, so it's interesting because we don't really have a good sense of the data about the extent to which some of these daycare programs actually do facilitate maternal uh, work entry. And so, I mean, that too is an open question. But at the end of the day, what we should be doing is lowering spending reducing the tax burden for families so they can keep more of their hard-earned money and determine on their own how they want to structure their work-life balance. Come on, Lindsay, that's freedom. You don't want, we don't want to have too much of that going around. <laughs> hey, Crazy talk. <laughs> Lindsay, I really appreciate you being on. Thanks a lot. And uh, I'll, I'll be keeping all this in mind when they're out there making those promises. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, we'll be right back. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year? This is John Steigerwald from Marley Financial. Whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace. Marley has been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. Call 724-884-1496 for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. Call Marley now, 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of. Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the original mattress factory has believed that building high-quality two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800 664 If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-664-0310 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-664-0310 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-664-0310. How many sales are you missing because you're not effectively using social media marketing? Worse yet, how many customers are your competitors stealing from you because they are? The vast majority of the population is on social media nearly every day shopping. Does your business have an effective selling presence on social media? We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. 
We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. From Chicago's uh, police spokesman, Anthony Guglielmi, Jesse Smollett is now officially, <clears throat> excuse me, classified as a suspect in a criminal investigation for filing a false police report. Detectives are currently presenting evidence before a Cook County grand jury, and here he is with Robin Roberts. I'm an advocate. I respect too much the people who I am now one of those people who have been attacked in any way. You do such a disservice when you lie about things like this. If the attackers are never found, how will you be able to heal? Um, I don't know. Let's just hope that they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's not go there yet. Let's um. That's when he. Uh, he that's, I was talking to a friend. There. That's when he went for the Say, tissue there. Right there. Thanks, Jesse. Nice job. Now, this is the funniest thing I've seen on this so far. I love this. This is someone named Titania McGrath on Twitter, at Titania McGrath, T-I-T-A-N-I-A McGrath. It is absolutely essential that we believe Jesse Smollett. If we don't, other people who haven't been attacked might not have the courage to come forward. I'm sorry. That's the funniest thing I've read about this so far. And, and I guess you're supposed to think it's not funny, but nobody got hurt. It was fake. So I'm laughing. It's funny that somebody thought it's somebody. It's funny to me that somebody is this stupid to think that they can get away with it. And it's also funny that somebody thinks that they're so important that if they can show that they've been attacked, the entire world will be so struck by the tragedy that changes will be made and the world will change because I, Jesse Smollett, a star on a TV show that a lot of people have never heard of, because I was attacked, then this will just prove how terrible the world is. But I'm a survivor. I'm tough. Oh, that is just so funny. See you later, Jesse. Have a nice career. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.